0: You're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ I'll be talking with female, intersex, non-binary and trans musicians and DJs based in Switzerland Helvetia Rocked is the Swiss association focusing on gender equality in the music industry Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be a part of an empowering community. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. In this episode, I speak with Billie Bird, the guitarist, singer-songwriter, composer and performer. She's also a coach at Helvetia Rocked Songwriting Camp. We discuss the benefits of trying out lots of instruments, why music is such a vital form of expression for her, and why impatience is the worst for artists. Billy Bird also shares with us two of her tracks and answers an audience question. Don't forget, if you have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rockter on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Billy Bird.
1: Hey, it's Billy Bird. You're listening to Helvetia Rock to Musicians in
2: Conversation.
0: Alright, so I am joined with Billy Bird for episode 9 of Helvetia Rock to Musicians in Conversation. Hi, Billy. Thank you for joining me. Hi,
1: Natalia. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Right, let's get started. I'm going to ask you the first question I ask everyone, and that is, how did you get started on your musical journey?
1: Well, I've been thinking about this question, and I think it's from a very long time, because uh, I think it was around five, because I've been thinking about this question and my musical journey, and I think I've always been obsessed with music and always been obsessed with like watching singers musicians and um and i as i told you before but i'm telling you now i i grew up in a in a uh, with parents who were french and we had this huge french music culture and varieté française and um in the 80s it was like really important this Really important French scene with singers, and it was really huge. And TV was so huge at the time. So I remember I was five, singing in front of TVs uh, with singers I I used to love, like Balavoine. And uh, so, yeah. As I remember, I've always been obsessed with music. I've always been singing, and it's always been like something very natural. Yeah. And then, and then it it evolved. It it changed. (laughs) How did how did it evolve? How did
0: how did it? Because I I mean I remember, you know, myself, I used to then we had Top of the Pops on television, yeah, you know, sure. in England. And I feel like a similar kind of connection to what you're saying, like that being so engrossed watching TV, but then a lot of people don't continue that line. What kept yeah. you going? Yeah. Kept you in in music?
1: Well, there was I think it's what kept me going, listening and going on this musical journey is the same that now is like feelings, like feelings is are the most, I think, most important things for me in life is experiencing feelings, emotions. And, uh, I think this thing as music gave me the opportunity to, to really, um, feel and, uh, and then express feelings. But I remember I, I, I've always been listening to music and my father used to have a lot of vinyls at home. He was obsessed. He had like small stickers with artist names and he had a huge collection of vinyls. And um, I remember grabbing these these vinyls from very different artists and very, very different genres. And then I think I remember getting this first cassette when I was uh, eight. I think it was... Um, a singer a canadian singer called rog voisin and now he's really like it's it's quite funny to talk about this guy because he was a huge star in the in the 80s but he was like a very famous singer songwriter he used to sing in english too and uh and he was like my main first influence and i was like totally amazed by this guy with his amazing voice and singing with the guitar and when i was nine i told my mother hey i need a guitar now it's like it's, I need to have it it was like a like a divine call from I don't know where but it was like i i I wanted to do that I always knew I wanted to have a guitar in my hands and play and sing it was like and I oh asked my mother God. this guitar and it was really really um emotional too because I come from a very popular family so we really had low money and uh, I know for her it was even if the guitar was super cheap i think it was 250 at the time but mm. or 350 but for my mother it was a huge investment because she yeah. was we were very poor actually mm. so and i cherished this guitar so much oh.
0: that sounds oh my god I feel like I'm getting goosebumps listening to your story like that is so beautiful you know I'm just imagining you as a young girl like seeing these images and and having that connection with music that sort of that very pure connection you know knowing very early on that like this is the thing that is that speaks to you And, and imagine that it's been with you all your life
1: yeah I think it's really music is like like yeah, part of my life, like people, it's, mm. it's, it's like really like a, a very important entity of my life. I've been always living with and sometimes also struggling with as a teenager or as an artist. But I'm always mm. getting back to it. So when I was nine, um, I was always very obsessed with guitar playing. And um, when I was nine, um, I, uh, I was placed in a foster home for a oh, long wow. time. Wow and um so i met a lot of people at that time and um and also like one of the of the educator i don't know how you say that um he was a a, a singer songwriter and he he made me discover a lot of different musicians and this guy called michael hages was like a like i don't know like a sort of guitar hero for acoustic guitar tapping so he was like doing these amazing things with tapping stuff and detune mm-hmm. guitar. And this is also like a main influence because it, oh, it it influenced a lot the way I was I used to play and then also listen to a lot of guitars that, that were detuning stuff, the mm-hmm. detuning guitars. And mm-hmm. I discovered at a very young age, this kind of very complex guitar picking patterns. And, and this has been like a very important thing in my uh, musical journey too. Oh, I love that. So I love much.
0: do you know why I love that so much? Because you did something I could never do. You know, for me, I started playing classical guitar when I was ten. Okay. And I my dad loved the fact that I played classical guitar. But I just couldn't get over like it, it was just too much work for me all I wanted to yeah. do was just strum and sing you know yeah. and I love the beauty of it but the work that went into it I just didn't have it I just did not have the uh, yeah, you know and I love the fact that that inspired you but that drove you to to learn it and and um Stick yeah. with it, you know.
1: Yeah, but I really hated this, uh classical lessons.
0: <laughs> so, I, what,
1: what was I, it? I why, t-
0: why did you hate it? what I know why I hated it, but why did you hate it? <laughs>
1: because I didn't really like the teacher, and it's for oh. me it's always about human bounds. It's like mm-hmm. it's. I I thought it was quite cold and very like rigid and um, and what I was playing was not so interesting. I just wanted to play like Pink Floyd shit. and uh, Uh, other stuff and i was uh, i just wanted to strum and sing yes (laughs) that's what i finally did
0: helvetia rocked raises awareness about gender inequality in the music industry and supports promotes and connects professional female non-binary intersex and trans artists Find out more on our website helvetziarocked.ch Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you like what you hear today,
1: please share it with your friends. I think it's a lot about education and I I had a very singular education. I was growing Mm. up in a foster home. So Mm. it was... It's also it also really influenced my musical journey because it influenced my whole life. And I think maybe at the foster home, they were so happy I was <laughs> into music and found something that I was like into so yes. they said, oh, you you, you want to stop classical music? <laughs> you want to make pop music? Okay, go for it. Oh,
0: brilliant.
1: <laughs> so it might be also like regarding this, I, I can't really remember, but I, I think I had, a, um, I, with this education, I had a lot of freedom in a way. Mm. It was quite special, but I had the freedom to, to choose whatever I wanted to do. Yes. Because I didn't have, I, I used to, I always, I used to have parents, but they didn't have the place as parents when you live with them and taking decisions for you. And uh, oh, yeah. I was like, hey, guys, you're not deciding for me and uh, mm. I'm doing my own choices. So, yes, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's also interesting because I think it's totally linked.
0: Absolutely. Uh, linking to like Helvetia Rock as well. Like, um, I'm sure there's people listening who are in in a beginning of their musical journeys as well and and trying to discover what instruments to that they should play and that sort of thing how would you help someone what would you say to someone like that like who, what to choose and and how to continue and push through despite any sort of setbacks because it sounds like your your life had might have had quite a big sort of movement you know being yeah. from your parents to a foster you know home so how did you kind of, oh sorry, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to ask you with such a disruption, you know, how did you maintain that kind of stability with music and how hmm. could you explain that to others maybe?
1: Well, I think there are two questions in your question. Versus, yeah. Help me out. Help me. Yeah. Help me. I'm it's so it's sorry. totally fine. So my advice would be like, where, what do you imagine making like which instruments how well like in a very positive way are you imagining yourself like on drums making a lot of noise or are you imagining yourself like playing cello because it's like so warm and stuff so how do you imagine yourself Mm -hmm. and and feeling at the right place with your instrument Mm -hmm, so and maybe it could be like cello for two years and then drums for three and then you find your thing with bass I don't know but finally or maybe you will play all these instruments at the same time so so without thinking about expectations of the world or or social expectations or whatever your parents would think about say what do you want to do and where do you imagine yourself with your instruments and what what is like making you like what could give you the thrill you know so this would be the first thing and then (laughs) the second question is how did I maintain this thing with music is well it's it's been a journey (laughs) because I I think I used to play a lot always but then I had moments uh, where it was complicated Mm. but I've always been listening to music and um, I think this is like the the main grounding thing yeah yeah and I've always been I don't know it's just I just I've been playing music for all my life so for me it's I don't know it's just it's just like that it's yes it's I need what you know I need this and I know Mm. that if I don't play play music my life is different and Mm. like the power of yeah the music can bring me is so strong that now I know it's like vital for me. Yes. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we, we are surprised about sometimes very shy people going on stage. But because I think with music, you can really express sometimes things you cannot, you're not able to express with words or in life. And it's like music is another world. So yeah, I think it's really important. Just it's just a very, very uh, powerful uh, expression tool. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Long long answers. No, that's
0: perfect. (laughs) Because honestly, like um, when you were talking, especially encouraging people, especially young people who might be picking up an instrument, uh, what you said at the beginning, you know, I wish I had that. I wish I had that message when I was starting out, when I was younger, because it was always, um, I think some people are made to feel bad for trying lots of different things as I know you said you want to play guitar no you said you wanted to play this so you've got to stick with it but I think it's a great piece of advice to like just try everything yeah and 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 I think in trying everything it you know can lead to that the next part of what you just said which is having that connection that tool music is a tool of expression and so by by trying different things you can actually give yourself more opportunity to express yourself and and more ways of doing yeah it, you know
1: something pops in my mind it's yeah I think it's for me it's like super important to be constant in our inconstant blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's the word to be inconsistency but it's be. inconsistency is very important too because when you're inconsistent it's it says something and when you're consistent it says something too but when you're inconsistent, it's like, okay, maybe I have to make some room for something else and then go yes. back to it. And it really shaped also now my artist life. And I think mm. it's super important not to be like totally obsessed with something because you're hurting yourself. Mm. And sometimes if it hurts, just just s- do something else. Just do yes. drums, just do bass. Just- and I read a very important book for me um, from a guy called Austin Kleon. I don't know if you heard about this guy. No, and uh, no. he's, um, he, he's, a, he's a creative guy. He's a journalist. And uh, he wrote this book, very important for me, called um, Sh- Copy, Like an Artist. And then there's another book called uh, Share as an Artist.
2: Okay. And
1: he's also giving tools about um, how to stay creative and how to stay uh, uh, um, uh, good with your art. And yes. he talked about um, uh, the guy, the singer from Radiohead, who said, when I'm stalked, I just take another a new instrument, and because there is something about it's really important to to uh, how do you say uh, to encourage amateurism, amateurism, and always do something new stuff. Just be curious, do, pick stuff, and and don't don't. I think it's important not to feel like bad about uh, being inc- inconsistent sometimes. Yes, absolutely, and
0: not feel bad about
1: being a beginner.
2: because I
0: think especially in this day and age because we've got so many visual things uh, coming at us from YouTube to Instagram or whatever we're constantly seeing images but we're seeing images of a lot of times it's perfection it's a lot of a lot of times it's people at different stages of their journey so they're already good and so sometimes it can discourage people go oh, I'm not going to try that because I'm going to be really shit at it and people don't want to people neglect that stage of being shit at your music you know who something yeah. that's a stage that like? we all have to we all have to write bad songs in order yeah. to get better and when we're creating art we all have to go through those stages of like oh we hate this i hate this you know until we get to that point um yeah
1: so yeah it's like yeah. the bass player of the clash i think like he didn't know how to play the bass but someone gave him a bass and said okay start to play and (laughs) he started to play and that's it so yeah yeah it's I think it's really important now that things exist and this thing about perfection is like a very it's a it's a break it's like such a a break for just doing things but Mm. for me it took me so many years I, I think I've i i i i'm released with this thing for only maybe two years and i'm 37 now so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just take it easy i would say yeah, take it easy and be patient because impatience is like impatience is the it's the worst it's the worst enemy for an artist it's like
0: it don't. is the worst yeah. I agree. Listen, I'm we're the same age. We're the same age. I'm 37 as well. And I was so impatient. And when I look back on my life, I'm like, oh, my God, I had so much time. There's so much time to do this, to create. to there's, there, Nothing's running away. But I always felt I was late. I was late and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And someone's already done this. And do you know what I mean? But really, um, if we could encourage any of the listeners from and anybody who's related to Helvetia Rocked, Honestly, um, just take your time. Take your time and keep
1: going,
0: really. Yeah,
1: I, I said in an interview, like, last month, it we're living in a society where we love fulgurance. You know, fulgurance. It's like, it's like, you know? Like, we love when people get super famous super quickly. And oh, the band right, is like, yes, like a meteoric. Yeah. yeah. And i I think it's just, it's just one tiny part of the of the world and yeah, it's we're we're really in this fast, fast food, fast music, fast, 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 fast. And Yeah. yeah, but I've been there when I started my musical journey, I was super impatient and I wanted this and I always wanted that. And I wanted this festival and I couldn't get why I was not playing there and why my music was not on this radio, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, this is, yeah now I feel so much quieter I feel so much relieved because I'm I'm happy to have been able to get where I am now with this yeah. like I'm more serene and I'm very happy with that but I've been uh, I, as you I think and as as any person with uh, we need to 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 pass these steps to to find uh, like a sort of uh, yeah ser- serenity yes yeah
0: do you think those uh, that that um do you think is inevitable that sort of uh, stage of feeling that you have to be fast is it inevitable because I, I speak to so many when i speak to young artists it's the same thing and i'm like oh my god i went through that but how can you convince somebody coming starting the journey that hey you don't have to you know just just enjoy the process really
1: well, I think it's very personal. Some people will get the information very quickly and, and but I think it depends also about your surroundings and your entourage. It depends on mm. who you have around you and who you trust and maybe for me, it was also quite difficult because like seven years ago or ten years ago when I st- seven years ago when I started Billy bird, I, I didn't have this community also thing with Helvetardocht and um, I was not surrounded by so many women, or so it was quite in the beginning a rough journey because I I didn't really know who to trust in the in the yes. business. So it's it's yeah it's not so easy. But now I can see that when I'm doing the songwriting camps and stuff, they're really listening, and then they would say, "Hey, Elodie, you told me that. I think it was super important. I I just had this concert, and I totally agree with you." Or or sometimes did you? they release a song we, with Muriel with the camps we always tell the, the, the participants do not release a song just like that just organize yourself and, and make it listen to other people's stuff and,
2: and mm-hmm.
1: after that so, but sometimes they
2: do yeah.
1: because you have to do your own experiences and, yes. and it depends Yeah, also on your uh, ability to self-interrogate yourself or it's, so I think it's very personal but mm. I wish I could have Some people around me like more mentors or role models that I could talk to. And I think with Helvetia Rock it's super interesting because all these people are very much accessible now.
0: Check out the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry for singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels, whether it be a hobby or your profession or both. It's about visibility, it's about community, it's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to www music i want to talk about your music your first song that we are going to listen to is called la nuit can you talk a bit about la
1: nuit for us well this song has been a very uh, an amazing journey it's um i started to sing in english well i started making concerts when i was like 19 uh and uh, I used to write songs, really, from my, like, uh, intimate diary. And it was super intimate. I was 19 and I was really, like, not fucked up, but, you know, a lot. Partying <laughs> yeah. a lot, drinking a yeah. lot. And I was super, like, um, I don't know, in French we say, uh, à vif. So, you know. So, everything was, like, so emotional. And I was, like, <gasps> bubbling from everywhere. Yes. And I, so, I wrote this song super super intimate but and also very funny with this like very young adult language and uh, I stopped after that after two years I stopped I wanted to make music studies blah 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 for different reasons I had some some bad experiences and then I I, I lost my self-confidence but then I went back to Bitty Bird project in English when I was 29 I think 30 and uh, I, I started making concerts with uh this English web re- repertoire because it was really like my main, my main roots and the uh, songwriting stuff, folk yeah. stuff, country stuff.
2: Mm.
1: And then uh, I had a, 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 I, I used to play a lot for three years, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and uh, it was pretty fast actually. Like this fulgurance thing I was oh, talking about, yes. it was yeah. really like. <clears throat> um, and then I had like two years of a, uh, uh, like mm. desert bro (laughs) and I was like okay what do I want to do now I I don't feel comfortable with this English repertoire again anymore so so what shall I do and I was thinking about French writing in French but I didn't know why I was feeling uncomfortable with this because in the beginning of the uh, like I don't know like in the beginning of 2010 it was still uh, a bit old-fashioned to sing in French we had this culture of um, like Singer-songwriters, but it was like chanson française. But chanson française now in 2020 has a total different signification. It's like chanson française now is like artists, like some rappers. So it's really crazy. But at the time, I didn't really feel comfortable because I didn't want to uh, be part of this uh, chanson française uh, 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 line. Mm. Mm. But I thought I I I knew I had to write in French because it was my mother tongue and. and well, what is interesting with La Nuit is so the the French come back, and I had this huge pause for two years, and then I came back with this song, and it's been a crazy, a crazy journey since then with Billy Bird. It's been so cool, and and uh, I'm very grateful. And this song is very important for me, and I think also very important for a lot of people because, yeah, it's it's very raw. There is something very raw in this song. It's it's about loneliness, it's about um, night, it's about subtle changes, it's it's about like it's and I, I never wrote a song like that, so so honest, you know, about what I was feeling that I'm lost, that I'm anxious, that ta-ta-ta. So yeah for me it's it's a very very important song.
0: Brilliant. Well let's listen to Lanui.
2: Oh, Vient la nuit, je me perds et je suis, je me décale.
0: go to the audience question we have an audience question and I just want to say for people listening if you have a question for any of our coaches simply send a direct message to helfezio rocked on instagram and you can have your question put to one of our coaches Uh, I have a question from at cat all that and the question is what's the best advice you've been given in regards to making music What's the best advice you've ever been given in regards to making music?
1: I think it's, it was not given, but I read it. Make music you want to listen to.
0: Yes. That is a brilliant, brilliant piece of advice. Thank you. It's very easy to see what's popular and think, oh, yeah. I should do that or I should. It's so easy just to kind of take your eye off the yeah. off the mark. But if you just make music that you want to listen to, that you
1: like, you're there, you know. That's it. And people will be there because it's yeah. just, it feels right. It feels anchored. It feels aligned. It's just... and. Now with streaming, there is an audience for anything, which is really amazing with streaming. Like the good side of streaming is like there is niche, Darnish, niche. There are audiences for anything, even it's like 10,000, 20,000, 500,000. It's huge. It's, yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And there is another advice, if I may.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> so,
1: I read this too in a blog. And I don't know how to formulate it in English, but... <laughs> say it in French okay, and then we'll maybe, figure it maybe, out. You say, en français, um, si ce que tu fais, c'est bien, ça va, ça va se savoir. So if what you do is good, people will know. Yes. So do your best... And just be patient because, like, the universe has something for you. It's clear. (laughs) Absolutely. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. I hope this conversation is going to inspire someone. Even if it's just one person to keep going and doing what they're doing, just do it and keep going. Oh, this is where I ask you about your influences This is yeah. a very difficult question That I ask a musician To give me songs about their influences And I, I feel terrible for doing it But I've put you on the spot Can you tell me one of the songs on your list?
1: So already picking five It was like a nightmare But <laughs> if I had to choose one It would be hmm. It's funny because I often forget about her Mm-hmm. But Annie DiFranco yes. is one of my mm, main influence. So Annie Franco she's like an American woman. And um, she she made, I don't know, 10, 15 albums. And I was such a fan of, it, of her work. Yeah. So she's really like a songwriter, um, super engaged um, with songs, that are super like with topics very important sometimes really social topics and very like she she's like amazing and she's been like and she's a lesbian too mm-hmm. so uh for me it's been amazing to have this influence um also when i was like uh, coming out also so uh yeah and she's like using all these detuning things and i've spent weeks and years working on her songs, detuning my guitar with her songs and listening to, wow. her, to her songs. And I remember when I was, I think, maybe 17, um, yeah. I stole, um, uh, um, how do you say, an abonnement général. You know what it's a, like? You can take the train free because you have a card. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, a train so, card. Yes. Yeah, a train card. So what, a friend of mine gave me her train card so I could go in Zurich to see her play. And oh, then I, I slept in a squat like mostly over the floor.
2: Wow. <laughs> On the floor.
1: Yeah. But I was so happy to watch her play and yeah, she's like she's really one of my main influences and she's she she used to have her own record label. So she has this oh, wow. really empowering thing and um, yeah, she's yeah, she's amazing.
0: To hear the rest of Billy Bird's influences, head over to helvetziarocked.ch, where you'll find a Spotify playlist of the songs she loves. Where, where can people find you online?
1: Well, Spotify, of course, Billy Bird, uh, facebook.com slash Billy Music, instagram.com slash Billy Music, <laughs> super easy, youtube.com slash teeny bird music
0: (laughs) brilliant and and listen if you guys haven't heard that look we're gonna have all of the links in the show notes so we'll make it nice and easy people can click it and find you online uh thank you so much for your time thank you for your knowledge and sharing uh with us thank you for your conversation
1: thank you natalia
0: (laughs) my pleasure Listen, uh, before we go, can you uh, share with us your second song?
1: Yeah, sure. So it's called Les Déferlantes. And Les Déferlantes, it's uh, also like a very important song because I released these two EPs and then a cover from Milan Farmer. And with this song, as I told you, La Nuit was like something really raw because we recorded in a house in, in France actually, and it was like very uh, rocky, stony. Very, like, raw stuff. Very indie rock vibe. And for this EP, um, Les Differentes, I already recorded this version when I was recording La Nuit, actually. Mm -hmm. So I had this song. She was already existing. And um, um, I wrote the lyrics. And I I loved the text. I really love the lyrics of this song. It's, like, super cool. And then I worked with a a producer that I've never worked with. And... um, and we we thought about experiencing something different with this song. So the arrangement is a bit, is very different that I used to, to propose because it's very pop, it's super produced, it's like super radio s- thing. So for me, it's been really like with this track, it's been a really journey, huge journey because I wanted to do this experience to have like something more accessible, more mainstream, but it was also artistically speaking not sometimes really easy to accept that but at the end it was a very interesting journey with this song and uh i i it opened a lot of radios and and some live opportunities so um i do not regret anything and i think this song is important for a lot of people yeah it's it's a it's a huge huge song it's it's, yeah every song has a history and this song has a huge history
2: Ballam. la mer.
0: The Helvetia Rocked community, or find out more, check out the website helvetiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on
2: social media. Helvetia Rocked musician.